0: So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple of years. And I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money which is so cool it's all in one place and it's completely for free it is called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works so spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer it's super super easy so no matter what y'all setup is like you can start creating a podcast today so don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard Also, what is so great is if you do wanna have a video feature video podcasts are available on Spotify. And I have that online and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign having a great time and then i remember hearing the voice
1: of god saying you're standing next to your future husband like in the middle of worship and i just wow yeah because
2: you can definitely fix up a house with enough money but you can't fix character with money and time and effort i mean it really takes a heart move of god to to really change someone's life to change someone's mind about sin to change someone's character and integrity
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amopola. Welcome back to the pod. Um, Happy Tuesday. If you're listening on a Tuesday, if not, I hope whatever day it is for you, it is going so well and you are so freaking blessed. And so today is absolute cram day. I'm like packing appointments, nails, like I just filmed this podcast and I worked out and I'm like, I'm literally cramming in so much, but it's been so good. Today's blessed. Um, So when this podcast comes out, I'm actually not sure when it's coming out. However, regardless, the content is so relevant and something that we could all need and And maybe you're watching the YouTube video and maybe you're like, I'm confused. Your background keeps changing. So I did get this like neon sign and it says happy and healthy and I'm obsessed with it. But I somehow like screwed up the settings and I don't know how to fix it. So I took it down until I can figure that out. So if you keep seeing the backgrounds like fluctuating, that's why. Anyway, so I am bringing on Nick and Chelsea Hurst for today's podcast. They wrote a book called Marriage Minded. It's 10 ways to know if you found the one. And this book sounds incredible. I actually was like, Hey, I would love to read this book. So I'm definitely going to plan on reading this book. And if you are dating or you aren't even, you know, dating or you're single, like whatever phase that you're in, I'm sure this book could be such a blessing. And we had such a great conversation about marriage and the idolization of marriage and realities of marriage and how to prep for that. And the conversations to be had before marriage. I just think this podcast is going to bless some people and give you guys a perspective to think about and maybe a new perspective potentially to think about. And Chelsea and I've known each other for literally 10 years. We both started on YouTube forever ago. We were all at the beauty con events and stuff, which was so fun. So it was so great to see her again. And I just think this podcast will be such a blessing. So I'll be getting them on here in just a second. And again, I just wanted to say thank you to all the Patreon uh, supporters, the people that are donating monthly to the podcast. One, it helps pay for my team. And two, it also helps just fund them and three as I've said before the proceeds now go to charity so we have 10% that goes to charity we're going to pick a new charity every other month or every quarter and so we will have a new charity coming out soon but right now the one that we have picked is one that feeds uh, families and children that are malnourished in Guatemala which is where my mom is from so it's such a near and dear thing to my heart to get to support that so just know that your funds go towards that and the link is down below always to donate so Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Let's just get right into it, and hope you guys enjoy it. Chelsea and Nick, welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're doing great, Janine. Thanks for having us. We're like just honored that you would even think of us for this. So yeah, really
2: excited to be here. We've uh, we've heard a lot about your podcast from different folks in different spaces I think honestly we have a lot of mutual friends too yeah so we've just heard that you're such a fun host and we've listened to even some of your stuff too and I just really like the community you guys are building
0: oh thank you that's so sweet yeah this podcast is like I mean I think Chelsea and I are the same we started with YouTube literally forever ago it feels like in the dinosaur ages yeah. at this point point. and I know podcasts are kind of like the next thing that evolved and I'm genuinely I love it so much like I get so fueled up. And when I get to have conversations and, um, and I like saw that y'all were releasing this book and I was like, okay, I want to read that. And I also want to bring them on because I mean, that is like, you know, the number one question I pretty much get asked by people all the time is, and I'm sure you guys get this too, but people will like DM me their stories and they'll be like, okay, I'm dating this guy. We've been dating for five years. Like, what do I do? And I have to kind of like help them a little bit. And I think that your book We'll probably do a better job of that <laughs> so i'm oh, excited
1: for that oh no, we
2: appreciate that
0: i think that
1: that's like a huge question that both of our audiences get is like you, how do you even date in this world you know where yeah. there's just so much confusion and, e- and even just like selfishness honestly mm-hmm. um and i've just watched you even walk out your kind of relationship singleness journey like in such a graceful way and I think that's super admirable and so I just always love to see what you have to say about this subject so honestly I'm just really excited to
0: dive in (laughs) I love it I'm super excited because this is probably one of my most favorite topics as well Um, but before we get into the podcast I'd love for you guys just to kind of introduce yourself your story and what you guys do
2: my name is Nick, if we have never met, or if you haven't interacted with any of our content before. Uh, I am 25 years old. I'm an evangelist, so I get to travel and preach and speak in different places and spaces mm-hmm. and things like that. Primarily, that's kind of what I do, but then as well, um, I also am a part of Chelsea's channel, kind of inherited <laughs> a piece of that, so Chelsea and Nick on YouTube. And yeah, I mean, my story is honestly really different than Chelsea's. I grew up in a small town in North Florida, And I grew up on a farm down there, spent like 20 Mm -hmm. years of my life kind of in that context, and then got into college. And then really, that's where Chelsea and I met over Twitter and then at Passion Conference in Atlanta. And that's really, you know, you see a lot of these pieces coming together in the book and so we met in atl and then yep. got to know one another a bit more and then we just really sensed early on that god gave us a lot of confirmation about our relationship and about our eventual we even say marriage yeah it kind of went from there history was made it was honestly it wasn't the easiest thing no to, to walk through though i mean it was still difficult it had its low moments for sure but uh, we just sensed that God was with us through the whole process. And um, yeah, and I think that's honestly where a lot of the book came from was not so much the great side of things, but honestly, the harder side of things, the questions yeah. that came up, the difficulties that came up, the conversations that we just really weren't expecting to have or didn't know that we needed to have. And so that's, in essence, how Marriage Minded was created. It was really all the things, all the missing pieces that we didn't have that we really needed and wanted and we had to ask people for and they had to speak into our lives for and we had to kind of work through and toil through mm-hmm. so that was kind of the context that i came from and grew up in and sort of how chelsea and i met uh, and then chelsea has a wildly different story than growing up on a farm in yeah.
1: Florida. i relate to janine a lot because you know we kind of grew up on youtube in a way mm-hmm. where there's just so much even formation that we were developing in as you know teens and then adults and like all the different life changes we kind of like documented that and i think yeah there's even things that i'm learning right now janine where i'm like man like maybe this part of like the youtuber necessarily wasn't the greatest for me personally but i look back and i'm like thank god that he like brought me through this and there was so much accountability and just like beauty behind it all but from as little as like just doing makeup tutorials in the backyard to, (laughs) um, fashion videos and like merging into like lifestyle and then sharing my faith as I became a believer in high school and getting married and having a baby. I mean, it's just, it's felt like I've lived half, half my life really online. And I feel like you can relate to that Janine.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird knowing that For 10 or 11 years for me, 11 years of my life have been documented almost every single day. And people can pinpoint, like, I remember when you did cheerleading. And I was like, what? You remember that? But they can go back to a vlog and watch that. And it's just like, it's the craziest thing, but the coolest thing. But then also, Mm -hmm. especially what you're saying with like there being some damaging effects. I mean, absolutely experienced that myself. And that's a different podcast. Yes, for sure. But I mean, I know, especially with having a platform. And dating in the public eye, it's scarier. There's more on the line. There's more at stake. And how did you guys navigate that at first? Because, I mean, were you guys like secretly dating for a while? And then you announced him. Like, how did you do that? And Nick, how was that for you being like, okay, this girl has a following. Were you scared of it? Or were you like, no, I'm ready to take this on?
2: Yeah, I think it was really (laughs) intimidating, to be honest. And we did wait a little bit to really announce it and make it a public thing. And just because, I mean, I had never been exposed to something so vast and expansive and I mean, covering every corner essentially of the planet. And so for me, it was just a different uh, kind of, I don't know, it was a different kind of exposure into an entirely different world. And honestly, I think it was a lot of fun in a lot of ways, still is a lot of fun in yeah. a lot of ways, but it was also really, I mean, um, People, people will absolutely speak their mind on the internet when um, uh-huh. you know they have the ability to sit behind a screen mm-hmm. and there's no accountability for what they say in person. Right. And so a lot of it was, I think, in hindsight, people were just essentially shocked that Chelsea wasn't dating some guy from Hollywood, but that she was dating this guy from a farm in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, it was just kind of different, you know, and so I, I was just never used to any of that I think I learned a lot along the way, though. I think I learned a lot about people and how to interact better with people. And um, yeah, I mean, just so much so much there and good and bad, I think.
1: Yeah. and, And having a relationship that is somewhat public, we've seen the evolution of what it's like to start off your relationship and share so much just out of pure genuine excitement. You Mm -hmm. know, when you're dating somebody, you want to share them with the world. Yeah. Similar to even, you know, like having a child, you just get so excited about that process. But there's almost like a sacredness to it where you're even leaning into the discernment and the Holy Spirit of, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like this is a relationship that I'm signing up for, for life. Mm -hmm. And some things are very private to us. And we are just now discovering that we really enjoy Mm -hmm. living way more privately than we used to. And I think there's been such a beauty to that. Um, And also a freedom that's come along with it because I'm learning that even though I have documented just about everything in my life in the past, that I don't have to carry on that way. If it's not healthy for our family And if it's not healthy for our marriage and even me personally, so I feel like that has been an evolution, but in the beginning, it was definitely out of like pure excitement. And then you got a lot of opinions in the mix, but then Mm -hmm. you're just like so sure by God that like this is ordained by him and like just him completely that all of those opinions just kind of fall to the wayside because Mm. you just know. Mm. And so that's where we kind of just had the peace really surpassed that understanding you know that you hear in scripture and um it was really cool and i feel like god's just been really just powerfully showing us just the sacredness of marriage even now Mm. um being like four years in so
3: and this podcast is sponsored by thrive market guys we're big thrive market people because at the end of the day time is money and being healthy to us in 2024 is so essential to our well-being i'm running a marathon Janine is launching a book, which is so crazy. Uh, So we have meetings after meetings, and time is money. So that's why we use Thrive Market. It's our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials. And getting everything online then quickly shipped to our doorstep is just such a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time. They even have my favorite freaking protein bars, uh, New Go Chocolate Pretzel. I uh, eat them before every single workout. Save over thirty percent each order. So when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join and on the savings with Thrive Market today and get thirty percent off your first order plus a free sixty dollar gift. Go to ThriveMarket.com/healthy for thirty percent off your first order plus a free sixty dollar gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Back to the show.
0: That's amazing. And I mean, I think that is such wisdom when you've decided like, okay, I'm going to share this and then not share that because we are such an oversharing culture because everyone is like, be vulnerable, yeah. share the good and the bad. And it's like, of course we want to always do that, but there is discernment and wisdom within that. And I've, that's also something I think as I've gotten older, I've learned as well of like, oh, I don't need to share every single little problem I'm going through. Of course, share it. But I also have heard from counselors and stuff to share it once you've healed from it. And once you've gone through it, because otherwise you're just like venting Mm. and like emotionally dumping online. Yeah. So I've learned that. But Mm -hmm. even with just like dating, I mean, you do, of course, always want to let people know like, yes, there's struggles in marriage. And like, I want to get into that with y'all. But also you don't want to give everyone access into your relationship where they're like, oh, they're going to get divorced. And it's like, that's not what I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's like such a fine line. And so we'll get, we'll talk about that, but When you guys talked about confirmation, I think a lot of people can hear like, you just know when you know there's confirmation, there's peace surrounding it. It sounded like you kind of dated a little bit of the unexpected and not what people would have picked for you and married that. Um, When you were dating, did you, did you freak out at all? Was that weird for you? Were you like, you're not exactly what I expected. Or when you guys met, was it like, no, this is it. Like how early on did you know you guys wanted to get married?
2: I would say both. And I don't think it's uh, mutually exclusive to really like know and have a lot of assurance and have a lot of peace. And, you know, all those kind of senses that come with finding that right person for you, but then also experiencing struggle along with it and experiencing hardship and difficulty. I don't think any of those things um, are going to be necessarily exclusive really for anyone. Yeah, I think we have this view oftentimes that oh, when I find the right one, we'll never get in a fight or we'll never disagree or we'll never we're ne- we'll never have an argument over anything. And it'll just be dandy and perfect and everybody will love each other and we'll be, you know, happy and hunky-dory and it'll just be awesome. <laughs> and that is just not the case. I mean, really like love, romance, and merging two lives together is a really beautifully messy process. And I think that in that process is a lot of refinement. So a lot of kind of nasty, ugly things are worked out of your character and of your integrity on both sides. But then also you get the benefit of blessing one another with maybe things that, you know, Chelsea uh, may be a lot better at than I am. And so she can kind of, I don't know, bl- like bleed off, like <laughs> I, she can she can share those things with me and I can learn yeah, from her yeah. and like likewise yeah. like that. And so it's just, just awesome process. But I would say as far as like knowing, I think we knew pretty early on Can I share that? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, I think it was pretty early on for sure, but it was still hard.
1: Yeah, I, I think we, you know, highlight that the, the, it can be messy and all of that, but also I feel like at the very beginning when we were first talking to each other, like it was initially through Twitter and then FaceTime and just kind of getting to know each other. I first let him know, Hey, I just got out of a relationship. It was really bad. Um, like as far as the way that it ended, I just didn't really have, I wasn't healed from it. And I was like, listen, I don't know if you're trying to pursue me, but I don't want a relationship right now. And I don't mind us like talking as friends and all that stuff, but like truly this is where I'm at. And he was like, yeah, totally like respect that. I think that that's a great thing to even know where you're at emotionally and like where you're at and healing. However, I think in the back of his mind, he's like, I'm still going to, you know, talk to you and pursue you because yeah, show interest. And Mm -hmm. when we met in Atlanta, I knew immediately, like before that we had even met, we had a phone call where we were like, I was like, Hey, I have to really talk to you about something because like, I can't just keep holding this. in." he's like, no, really? I have to talk to you about something too, because I can't keep holding this in. And we shared that we had like mutual interests in each other on that phone call But then in Atlanta, Janine, it was really crazy. We were at Passion City Conference and we were both worshiping. We had met, you know, the day before at this burger place (laughs) and we were raising our hands, just like really focused in worship and just having a great time. And then I remember hearing the voice of God saying, you're standing next to your future husband, like in the middle of worship. And I just felt so like. Kind of humbled in that moment where I sat down on my seat and I just started like I was super overwhelmed with just emotion and I started crying because on the one hand, what do you do with that information when you're just now getting to know somebody? But also, like, how kind of God to like give me that piece of information and like assurance. But then there was a little bit of confusion, like, where did that come from? I'm in the middle of worshiping God. Like, what, yeah. why is this just so random? But we had a conversation a week later and Nick actually heard the exact same thing that basically completed that there was confirmation that both of us Mm -hmm. had assurance moving forward that we were going to get married and I know that that's not everybody's story but it was so kind of God to do that for us because we were people that would break off relationships like really early because we didn't have peace about them and we were like basically the heartbreakers in past relationships I can't remember like really being broken up with. I was always breaking up with people. Savage. And <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> hey, it's just kind of how it goes. I don't want
0: to continue something.
1: It's a
2: it's a heavy cross to bear for Chelsea. <laughs> uh, so I hope that many of you were her prayer partners in her teenage years. Oh
0: my God, I'll fast and like, pray for her. <laughs>
2: like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just think it's so sweet for God to know us so intentionally to to give us like verbal confirmation when in the past we would be like super quick to cut something off. Um, And so that was really beautiful for us. And I've heard so many different stories where people will meet and they'll get married like the same week or just wild stories. Yeah, Obviously that wasn't our story. And there's people who intentionally date for years and then they get married. But I just think that openness to like allowing God to just really take you know, your love story and your desires, um, and allow him to do what he wants to with them. Um, is so beautiful because you're in just such a place of like, wow, you're going to use me and guide me wherever you want. And you can do immeasurably more than all I could ever ask or think. And I yeah. just think of that first a lot when I think of the story of our relationship. And um, truly, it's been for like a greater cause because we both feel very called and on mission together um far as like just a gospel-centered marriage and it's been it's been great janine i love sharing that story because it gets me giddy because i just like hope for little stories like that for other people too oh that's um, sweet it's just special
0: that is gosh i you're absolutely right like i don't think that's everyone's experience i think god speaks to people in different ways but that is so freaking cool because that's when you know it's like if god speaks it individually to both of you and then later you both like pair it back up and you're like, wait, he said the same thing. That is just like beyond cool. And I love that. But I guess what would you say to the people that maybe don't get that experience? How can they filter through mm-hmm. is should I marry this person? Like even if everything seems right, is good and they're still panicking. Mm-hmm. Like cause marriage is a permanent decision. It's a big deal. How what would what advice would you give to the people in that?
2: Yeah, I think do everything you can. <laughs> I would say have all the conversations that you can, cover all the difficult topics that you can, really invest in one another's like life and look deeply at their character, look deeply at their integrity. Uh, I think a lot of times that someone's past, uh, people will say, I think a lot of times that people will say someone's past is kind of indicative of what their future will be. And I think to an extent that's true, but I don't think it's always true. I mean, if you look at my past far enough back And then you look at my present day, I mean, you would say that somewhere along the way, something changed drastically. And that's absolutely the case for me. I mean, when I was 14 and I met Jesus, life looked completely different for me, like almost overnight. I mean, it was cataclysmic, ground shaking, different for me. And so in the context of relationships, I would say you know, look and see if someone has really had a change of heart, look and see if they've had a change of mind as to how they've done it before and then how they want to do it moving forward. And then, you know, you can take compatibility tests, you know, as as many as you can find. And I think that they're good to an extent, but I don't think that they tell the whole story. Yeah. But I definitely do believe that people, I definitely do believe that people can have a sense of assurance in their own right. And however that looks for them, I would say if you're going into marriage really nervous and anxious and just shaky and you know having a lot of doubt i wouldn't even necessarily say that's relationship you should call off but i i don't think that there's anything wrong with saying hey maybe we should work through some stuff or work through some conversations because underneath all of that there's a source of that anxiety whether it just be lack of certainty in a general sense or whether it be something maybe from years ago that needs to be brought up and addressed and worked Mm -hmm. through Because if you take that anxiety and you take that worry and fear and just uncertainty into marriage, I mean, it's only going to be compounded. Yeah. So it's better to deal with it before rather than later. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the entire premise of Marriage Minded is those really big 10 things that we wish that we knew before we got married, the 10 conversations that we wish we had before we got married, some of which we did, Uh, not all, but some, and I would say, look at different things like that and and really try to work through that. The biggest thing, this is just what I'll I'll leave this question with and I'll let Chelsea speak to it too. But the biggest thing that helped us was having really, really hard, heartfelt, heart open, difficult conversation and sometimes for hours on end and getting on the same page about really big ticket items, communication, sex money, all this stuff that people just kind of weed and weave their way around and just like, ah, we'll deal with that later. You know, it's kind of a difficult thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. We just really got to the point where we were desperate and we wanted to just get it over with, work through it and get on the same page. And once we did, I mean, it was really like somebody flipped the lights on in a dark room and we could really see where we were going and that the future just became so, so much more clear. And it was really evident of what God was trying to do. So that's what I would say to the person who maybe doesn't have that God speaking down from the sky saying like, this is the person you should marry. Uh, I would say just do all you can in those different capacities. What would you say?
1: Yeah. I would say there's a difference between looking for like red flags and green lights. um, There are those big things like the red flag moments where if they have very like fluctuating character, that should bring up a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes we're in love or infatuated with more of the idea of us and another person together and what our life could look like rather than what it tangibly would be day to day with that person. And I think that's where, you know, the peace of God really comes in and meets us in those moments where we're really assessing the person. But um, I will say like one thing that I've seen with a lot of women especially, is we've had a lot of heartbreak in the past or really, like, difficult trusting problems with men Yeah, where it's really hard for us to even see that there's potential in other guys that try to even, Mm -hmm. you know, show interest in us. And a lot of people self-sabotage potential in relationships because there's unhealed trauma, there's unhealed um, just even – perspective of men in general. There was one lie that I believed, Janine, where I thought that men like across the board couldn't be trusted because Mm. of just some past stuff I had with uh, family and um, just men that I experienced in, in, in teen years. And I really held on to that unknowingly, almost like subconsciously. And I brought it up to Nick, even when we were in marriage, realizing that there was some behavior that I was showing him where I wasn't showing that I was actually trusting him. Mm. Um, And it's really sad when you have that realization because you're like, man, you deserve so much better. But then God meets you and you're like, I want to heal this perspective. Not all guys are like this. Um, I have good for you. Not everybody has ill intentions for you. Um, And some people truly do desire well for you and your relationships and so I had to start to believe those things and even believe like the word of God over my own lives that I had like kind of like sub- subconsciously in my brain. And so I would just tell even people who are single to do the work of there may be stuff in your childhood or in past relationships that you're carrying around that haven't really been like assessed or brought up in yeah. a long time. And God wants to heal you. He wants to like bring it up so that when you do enter into that time where somebody's pursuing you you're healed Mm -hmm. and you can like accept that person and say, yes, you're great. I like this instead of being like timid and scared because of the hurt you've experienced Mm -hmm. in the
2: past. Yeah. And Janine, I would just say one more thing too. I would just say that a lot of people are probably either right now dating someone who they view has potential or they're assessing different relationships that they view might have potential. And I would say, Far and large, we need to stop viewing relationships out of potential. We need to look at reality. We need to look at like right now. I mean, I, I'm glad that Billy Bob, I might uh-huh. have the potential to be a great dad and a great husband and a faithful follower of Jesus five years from now if he just gets his stuff in order and I can missionary and help him and like, right. you know, do all that stuff, like get him in line. But we need to be dealing with the fact that Billy Bob is going and getting drunk with the boys every Friday night. And that his character is kind of shaky and he's not really shown a track record of being historically reliable. And so, I mean, that's, we need to be looking at like right now today because as soon, listen, I'm fine with you buying a fixer upper. If you want to be Chip and Joe and go buy a house because it has potential, I'm cool with that. You you do whatever you want to with your money, but don't hit your wagon or don't like hit your, someone based on potential yeah. because you can definitely fix up a house with enough money, but you can't fix character with money and time and effort. I mean, it really takes a heart move of God to, to really change someone's life, to change someone's mind about sin, to change someone's character and integrity. And so, uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people self-sabotage themselves, just like you were talking about a minute ago, based on a potential that somebody could have, or they wanted to take, you know, beautiful family pictures with this person just because they would just look so great together. (laughs) Right. And, um, and that's great and all but i mean god does not look at the outer appearance he looks at the heart and so i really think that we need to i think just tune our minds a bit more to and bring ourselves back to earth a little bit on what is reality what is right now and what is right in front of me and and not settling either Dang. so um that would be the two cents that i would have sorry no. we, we yeah. just went, went
0: no on. <laughs> oh my gosh literally such amazing advice like truly like Everything you're saying, I couldn't agree with more of just... Because, I mean, even back to what Chelsea was saying about healing, what's interesting is, like, what I have come to find, and maybe you guys have found this too, you think you're healed and you're like, I'm good, and then you get into the relationship and it brings out new things. And then you're like, oh, I thought I was healed. And so then it's like, I should go back to therapy, which I almost recommend people to do that. Because I do think that sometimes... You can think you're really healed. There's been so many times where I'm like, I'm good. I did the work. I've done counseling. And then when I got into relationship, I realized that that person like unlocked something that I had never, I had not experienced or dealt with. And so I do think that it can be pre dating the person, but also still while dating the person, I think as long as you are getting healthy and you're going into marriage being like, I have dealt with this before getting married. I think that's like the wisest thing to do. Um, Cause it's interesting. I found that for me, it's been, it's been in both. Um yeah and then I don't know Nick that's also so incredible just talking about the potential because I think as women we always have this exactly what you're saying, the fixer upper mentality. You're like, I'm Bob the builder and you want to either create this person to be exactly what you want. So you're trying to change them. It's like, okay, I want you to have this type of job. I want you to dress like this because you view them as a reflection on yourself. So you want them to be a certain way because it makes you look good. And I just don't think that's loving because you're trying to create a duplicate of yourself. You're not trying to find a compliment of yourself. Mm. And I think a lot of women do that. And a lot of us have this mommy mentality where it's like, I need to take care of him and build him up and change him. And to me, and I've seen it happen, I'm like, if he doesn't want to change for himself or if he changes temporarily for you, if you break up or you get married, he will revert right back to that if he didn't deal with it originally on his own terms. Mm -hmm. And so I just. That's just my hot take on that. But I just think it's the truth. I've seen it happen over and over and over. And there's been so many books on that that have just proven that to be true. So I'm really glad you brought that back up.
2: Yeah, 100%. And listen, he's a grown man or she's a grown woman. Yeah. Uh, You know, it can go both ways. And so what ends up happening is that the relationship will go well for a little time. You know, they'll go to Prada or they'll go to, you know, whatever store and they'll buy some nice clothes and it'll be great and happy. But then what eventually ends up happening is that someone starts growing a root of bitterness because they view that the other person has been working to change them. Mm. And that eventually kind of comes up. It's like, well, you moved me to this side of town and I'm wearing all this stuff that I've never worn. like, you know, I just don't feel like me anymore. I feel almost like a shell of myself. Wow. And uh, that bitterness will begin to grow and it festers and it just makes everything worse. So, Yeah, I would just say, don't try and fix people. Don't try and shape people into who you think that they should be or who, even if it's for the good, even if everybody objectively would say, yeah, that is a hundred percent the way that he should go. But listen, it's, I mean, it's like trying to drag a dog. Everybody's taking a dog on a walk that wants to go in every single direction, except the direction that you're going Mm -hmm. and you almost have to drag it along. I mean, that is not how you want a relationship to look or to be Wow. Uh, both should be choosing to go. In a mutual direction, in in a mutual honorable way, and until that's the case, I mean, it's really going to be like two different people pulling in two different directions, and impossible right. essentially to have a really. Um, oh, watch this! Watch this! I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be essentially impossible to have a happy and healthy <laughs> relationship.
0: I love it. Yes. Way to weave that in. <laughs> okay. I love that.
2: Plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that is honestly so freaking good because I have read The Sacred Search before, which maybe you guys have read that book. It's incredible. And Gary Mm -hmm. Thomas is the author and he talks about how a lot of people will lie to get the person to stay because they're like, I'll do anything. Like, I just want to be married. And so they'll lie for the sake of maintaining their relationship. And he talks about how you're building a foundation on lies. Like, that's like the worst fallacy you can commit to your partner is conforming to be the person they want. Because like I said, inevitably, you will always revert back to truly who you are within a certain time span. And so it's just like the most wrong thing to do to be like, yeah, I love to listen to this music and I do this and I will. And then eventually you're like, oh my God, I I hate this. Like I literally hate this. And then you go back and then it's like exactly what you said, like the bitterness and resentment and it's just not healthy.
1: (laughs) Not at all. And I love that you touched on um, even the the shift that you've noticed, like whenever you think you're healed in singleness and then you get into a relationship and then something's brought up, because I think Mm -hmm. that's a really great point about talking like you can do as much preparation as you can in singleness that you're aware of. But there is honestly some things that will rise up in you when you do get into a relationship and even into marriage. That the Lord's just gonna hold your hand in, and each and every step where you do get healing along the way. Because I mean, this is a lifelong journey. It's not necessarily like you're gonna be able to fix yourself up completely, hundred percent. Like, yeah. And and it's not even like something that you are doing yourself. Like to even take it as like a checklist. I gotta work harder on me. I gotta you know strive more to like accomplish all these things to make me feel better about myself god truly loves us so much that he wants to do the work he wants to do the exposing yeah like the healing the healing and that's so freeing that's like just so freeing to know like this is not on me yes he makes me aware and i get to choose what i do with that but he is just much available as you are willing to just like walk into those things and and each and every season of like dating, marriage,
2: singleness. Right. Yeah. God is far more interested in you being healed and whole and walking in purity and holiness. And I think just health, physical health, inner health, mental health, emotional Mm -hmm. health. Uh, He is far more interested in that than even you are. Mm, So as bad as you want it, he wants it even more for you. And I just think that a lot of times we just, kind of throw our hands up and look in the sky like why God like why have you stricken me with this relationship or why have you stricken me with this whatever and I just think a lot of times he's saying like like I I want it even more than you want it and it's we just have this disconnect of understanding God's intent and God's heart for us Mm -hmm. and that inevitably almost always because I believe everything spiritual bleeds over into reality a lot of times It just causes conflict and it causes disruption and disconnection because our view of God isn't the reality of God. And so um, that affects everything else in life too, relationships included. I think relationships is probably one of the bigger things that that will quickly uh, end up affecting. So finding that healing and understanding that God wants it for you just as bad, if not more than you do, is really essential for uh, moving forward in a healthy way.
0: Something that I want to talk about though is – more, obviously more about marriage because that's what your book is about. But I think that a lot of people, specifically women, are romanticizing and fantasizing about marriage. And especially when we see on social media, we see people getting married and we're like, oh my God, yeah. they're so happy. They have it all together. I want their marriage. Like, why doesn't my marriage look like that? What would you say to the girl or the person in general, because I think guys can do this too, where they're romanticizing about marriage? What is like the reality of marriage and what you guys actually go through on a day-to-day basis
1: Ooh, i love that question and i will say i just want to affirm the desire to be married that it's a good and beautiful thing i think we either hear two extremes where there's an idolization of marriage where everybody's talking about it and mm-hmm. it's just too much and like stop it you know that yeah. sort of mentality and then we also see what you just said janine of like it's all i think about i'm just obsessing over these couples and like just this world, yeah. um whereas you know the desire is good, if it's there, you know, great, God wants to walk along you like walk, walk alongside you in those desires and show you what is best, um but I would say for those who are feeling that like almost like tension and just desire kind of overcoming you, like it just feels like you know, I'm impatient, I want this now, um, I wish I could have this now, um. That the reality is, day to day, we are faced with, you know, challenges of like, it's almost like in marriage, there's, we hear this a lot, like there's a little mirror, that's like brought up in front of our face. Mm. And as much as we're like trying to talk to each other and like get through to each other, the Lord's like showing us a mirror and saying, like, this is what you look like. This is what you sound like when you're saying these things. And (laughs) Like, I'm trying to work on you as much as even in marriage, um, you're trying so hard to like get on the same page and find understanding and all these things working through communication. Um, the Lord is so intentional in his pursuit of changing you and you're responsible for you. There's so many times where I've tried to be my husband's Holy Spirit mm. <laughs> and get him to, um, do this or do this, or you're doing that the wrong way, you know, and just become almost like a nagging wife. Like it's talked about in scripture, but I'm drawn back to, no, I'm responsible for me. I'm going to stand in front of God one day by myself as much as we're married here on earth. Um, And that's beautiful. And it's a picture of Christ's relationship to the church, but I, am on this journey of like God exposing things in me and, and changing me and healing me. And it's been so beautiful to feel like a very independent person um, in love with God and with my husband and feeling like an individual, even within the the context of marriage, because I think a lot of people um, are tempted to make their whole life, their marriage Mm. where they like Mm. drop their friends and they drop um, even the way that they have done work in the past or, whatever the case. And obviously things change. A lot of things about marriage change um, all of those areas of your life. And, you know, eventually when you have kids, but I mean, it's so tempting to to just like shift everything about yourself and like become a totally different person where like we're love for like who we are. And even when we were dating, there were things about each other that were different that we were drawn to and um, remaining those individuals is so like beautiful. And, and like, I just would encourage people to to stay like almost like that individual that has unique and different interests yeah. and like fostering that in one mm-hmm. another. Wow. So I could go on and on. There's a lot to talk about yeah. um, when it comes to marriage. Cause I feel like we're always learning something new, but I think that's some of the reality of like, there's a lot of exposing that's done within marriage and, it's so beautiful, though. Like, it's, I find this, some of the harder moments and some of the things that are, like, hard for me, Janine. I love looking back weeks later or months later and, like, thank you, God, that you walked me through that, even though it was so difficult in the moment and I did not like every part of it. Um, It was so necessary. And I'm so grateful that
0: he did that. Dang. That's awesome. I Is love that you else? touched upon just the individuality, <laughs> though, because... I think that's such a good point in the sense of like, people do create this codependency, which obviously when you are in marriage, you do become, you become one and you want to do everything with that person. But it's also kind of like, say your husband goes on a trip for a week. It's like, does all hell break loose? Are you, are you panicking? Can you not be on your own? And so I think that's just such a good point that I honestly haven't heard someone say in a while. So love that. Okay, Nick, what do you have to say?
2: Yeah, I, I would just take it back to what Chelsea said about the interest of marriage. I think a lot of people view it in those contexts. It's either God, it's everything, it's everything I think about, it's my entire Pinterest board, it's all my saved videos on Instagram, mm-hmm. or it's gross. It's uh, repulsive, modern marriage is disgusting, it's a giant you know, sham, you know, or or we have a very – negative outlook because of a past that we've seen and man so much grace and so much love to people who are kind of walking that road of like having a pretty rough outlook on marriage from either your parents or someone you know or your grandparents or maybe it's affected your family and kind of blown things up in some kind of a way so grace to you love to you uh man that is yeah I, i think just a lot of empathy to you too i mean that is such a difficult road to walk into journey i truthfully i cannot even imagine mm. having that outlook but what we don't want to do is yeah. is take something in its one original context like this particular marriage or that particular marriage in its context and say okay because this marriage failed all marriages are going to fail because this marriage was bad all marriage is bad Uh, whenever we segment things like that individually and we apply all of the principles that maybe made it bad and we just generalize it across the board and say, well, everyone is doing that. Then I think that that's when we get into a really, really bad place of groupthink and we just like kind of dump everybody in the same pool and we just say, yeah, they're all the same. They all do the same stuff. They all, you know, they all operate the same way. I just don't think that that's the right outlook either. So I'm not a fan of either extreme i'm not a fan of idolizing marriage like it is just uh the most important thing in the existence of humanity but i'm also not a fan of just saying it is the worst thing that's ever been created if you hang around me more than five minutes you'll probably hear me say a hundred thousand times i'm i'm almost a believer that almost always not every case but almost always i believe that the truth is somewhere in the middle and I think that's the same case with marriage. I think that it is a beautiful structure and picture of God's relationship, of Christ's relationship with his church, uh, that I am supposed to lead Chelsea as Christ leads the church forward. Um, but But I don't think that that's like everything. I don't think that that was Jesus's like primary, main, biggest deal is to have this I mean, I believe that Jesus' biggest deal was coming to earth on a rescue mission for humanity so that we might be restored back to relationship with God as we were in Eden. Uh, I believe that that was the biggest thing. And a byproduct of that is kind of the relationship with the church. So anyway, I'm not going to get into get a whole into theology that. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I don't want people to carry on all these stigmas. Right. Marriage, that it's the most important or that it's nothing and then tying their worth to that one way or the other oh well i'm not married so i'm worthless and i have nothing to offer to the world or i you know can't i can't i can't because i'm not married or you know thinking their entire life that marriage is just going to satisfy every need and let's be honest we do this in the church specifically with sexuality yeah i'm gonna get in somebody's business on this podcast get into Uh, it we do this specifically with sex and sexuality we think that, oh, man, every fantasy, everything that I've ever wanted to do with anybody, I can do as soon as I put a ring on it. And I'm going to just tell you, that ain't true, fam. Mm. It It is not. Can, can you, uh, by biblical definition, have a sexual relationship with your spouse? Yeah, you can. But as far as just thinking that this is going to be Cirque du Soleil. And you're going to be able to do whatever. You, I mean, that's just not reality. I mean, this is a person that you have to respect and love and care about and cherish and mm-hmm. nurture and create a safe space for. And so to just objectify someone in such a way, guy or girl. Yeah, um, I would just say, like, if that's the end goal is to like objectify someone sexually for my own or your own desire then uh man we 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 got off somewhere, and there's some conversation that we need to be having, yeah. Yeah. before we get into marriage because somebody is gonna end up hurt and disappointed, and it will not take long, so, I don't know how I got in somebody's no, I that love thick, that, but um, and hopefully there's space for that on the happy and healthy <laughs> yes podcast no, but I am I, all I for talking about that.
0: that, yeah, no, thank you for even bringing that up because that's not even something I like thought to go to, but that's absolutely so true and especially within marriage it's like sex still has to be consensual like yes you want to yes. you know bless the person and everything and do that with your spouse but also like exactly what you're saying like <laughs> i died inside when you said circus Soleil. you know the things that you want to do it's like the other person <laughs> has to want to do that as well and so i think that is such a good point that you brought up and i love that and so you guys, thank you so much for this conversation. I absolutely love talking about this. I mean, there's so much nuance. Like, I feel like we just scratched the surface with marriage because yes. um, marriage could genuinely be like an entire podcast. But y'all's book, Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know you If You Found the One, is now available. Is that correct?
2: It is, yes. yep, as of January 31st.
0: Amazing. Okay, so I mean, I'm not exactly sure when this podcast will go up, but the book is available for that, for anyone that wants to purchase it. I'm assuming it's Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere you can buy books, right?
1: Yes. Yes. I love it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you guys for just sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. And I know this will be a blessing and I really actually want to read this book. I like really want to know. I'm like, are there things in there that I need to prepare? So I'm going to get myself a copy as well. Um, And thank you guys for just being vulnerable and sharing your, your wisdom. And I genuinely just like loved this conversation.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Jane, thank you again for one having us, but two also for the space that you've created for young people, probably people of all ages. If you look at your demos, (laughs) but um, yeah, I just think it is just such a unique podcast and such a needed podcast for our generation too. So
1: yeah, Thank you for being obedient to like what God's like called you to do and Mm -hmm. seriously always look forward to just everything you're up to. And I'm excited for all the things you have coming up. I I know where you're going next in (laughs) your travel um, exploration and
0: I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to talk about that.
1: Oh yeah.
2: You got to tell us all the spots to go because you've been to the Amalfi coast, right?
0: I have. Yeah. I went August, 2021. Um, Okay. And just let my followers know where Mm -hmm. they can, where they can find you.
1: Yeah, so we are uh, Chelsea and Nick on YouTube and then um, Chelsea Kate Hurst on Instagram.
2: Official Nick H on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's where you can find us. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys stay happy and healthy as well. And thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: Appreciate you, Janine. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on today's episode of happy and healthy i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and just that conversation i know i did and i'm really looking forward to reading their book definitely check out their book as well as their links down below and i'm curious to know what your thoughts are on the happy and healthy instagram so follow us on there you can follow me on my own personal instagram Janamapola, and dm me i'd love to read it i'd love to know what you guys think and let me know if this was beneficial and yeah i'm looking forward to another episode with you guys we will be back again next tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy You can check this out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, and you can watch the video on Spotify as well. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy.
1: Bye, y'all.